0: This is KMTT, Ki Mitzayon Torah. And today is Tuesday and the weekly show on Ramban parsha. This is Ezra Bech, uh, Kitisa. And Tuesday is also poems so I don't know how many people actually will be listening to the show today. But Amir um, Tz Hashem, you will, uh, you will catch up in one way or another. And today's Ramban is on the Pasuk Machatzit HaShekha B'Shekha LaKodesh, the beginning of the parsha, when the uh, mitzvah of the uh, Shkalim, is given so it mentions that the the unit, the monetary unit of this mitzvah to give money for the building of the Mikdash was to give a half a shekel. And the Torah tells us what a shekel means. Before I I, I, I tell what the Rabban says, I I think the background is the question why is it to say anything? Either the shekel is a known coin or it's not a known coin. If it's a known coin, then a shekel. Give half a dollar. If the word shekel doesn't refer to a well-known specific coin. Remember that the word shekel, the root means to weigh, and and therefore the shekel just might mean a a, a unit, a, a weight. And then machtita shekel doesn't mean anything at all. So you have to explain it. But the explanation is b'shekel kodesh. What kind of a shekel is being used? It's machtita shekel. What what's a shekel? A shekel is a Shekel HaKodesh. I think Ramban is trying to explain to us that, what does that mean? There couldn't possibly be a well-known coin called Shekel HaKodesh, since the word Kodesh clearly refers to something about Mikdash, about the Torah. It's not the well-known coin from Mitzrayim, or from Canaan, or from the neighboring countries. Therefore, where does the Shekel Hakodesh come from? The Ramban answers Kavalo Moshe Rabenu and the Ramban answers that Moshe Rabbeinu made it up at that moment. In other words, Shekel Hakodesh is a particular coin, but it was not a pre-existent coin. It was a coin that Moshe Rabbeinu invented. He he made up the coin. Kimelech Gadol Hayah. You'll say, how can Moshe Rabbeinu make up a coin? The answer is Moshe Rabbeinu is. Not merely a teacher, but he is the king, and it's the king's job to uh, make up coins. The king mints, and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu, as king, king melech gadol haya, he minted a specific coin to be the unit for the truma, for the gift to the mikdash, half of which was given and because it's Moshe Rabbeinu's coin. That's why the name is Shekel HaKodesh. It's not the Shekel of Mitzvahim, or the Shekel of Aram, or the Shekel of Rome, or the Shekel of the United States of America. It's Shekel HaKodesh, which was made up at that point. Okay. That's not our main point. Our main point is, what does the word Kodesh here mean? The man says, why was it called Shekel HaKodesh? And the man gives the following answer. V'kara la Excuse Shekel. That's why it's called Shekel. But why is it called Shekel HaKodesh? I have to skip two lines. And <coughs> he quotes why is it called Shekala Kodesh? Shahem Kodesh. He says since this coin is used for Elkin, there's a Pasha in Pashat Bechukotai, Someone makes a, takes a neder, takes an oath to give a certain, his value. my value should be given to God. And it's measured there in monetary units of shkalim, five shkalim, three shkalim, fifty shkalim. So the, the shekel is used as a unit for erchin and for redemption of the firstborn. Bamadbeya, hahub. They're enumerated. These mitzvot are enumerated in shkalim, and they are kodesh, right? Pidyon bechor and Erchen are things which are connected to to God. They're holy. V'chein kol shekleha mishkan, and 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 these shkalim as well. These shkalim which we're talking about are given to the mishkan to build the mishkan. V'chein kol katzva katzva Torah, as well as other mitzvot in the Torah which are sometimes referred to shkalim, uh, even though they're not. Kodesh meaning, they're not Mikdash, but they're Mitzvot. Ha-katuv shekel HaKodesh. That's why it's called Shekel HaKodesh. It's a Shekel which is used for, among other things, I stress, among other things, holy, uh, holy goals, holy aims, holy purposes. And therefore it's called Shekel HaKodesh. Now, I ask you, is a man saying here, Something um, which comes to magnify the value, I don't mean the monetary value, the, the value, the essential value of the Shekel Akodesh? Or is he giving a technical explanation which doesn't say anything about it? In other words, if you have two kinds of Shekel, one is a Shekel Akodesh and one is not a Shekel Akodesh, is the Shekel Akodesh a better Shekel? It's holy, it's special. Is it special? Was a man's explanation basically saying not so special? Offhand, I would think the second is true. He's saying they needed a name. So sometimes it's used for holy purposes. But it's also used to buy cows, it's also used to buy land. It, it, it's, it's a unit, it's a monetary unit. But because when the Torah has certain monetary needs, it's enumerated in this particular coin, so it's called shekel It's almost like it's almost like a borrowed term. In other words, it's it's also used for holy purposes. And and so it's called shekel akodesh, but there's no special significance to this shekel. And and or never another another distinction. If you have a shekel, the, the, the same shekel that Moshe Rabbeinu was talking about, and you want to go to the Candy store and buy bubblegum. Is there a problem? Should you feel somehow uncomfortable that you're using Shekel kodesh to buy bubblegum? No, it's, it's not, there's no holiness involved in the coin. It's simply called Shekel kodesh because it's used sometimes for holy purposes. That, that's what it sounds like. But now, let's see what the Ramban adds. And th- this is actually the main point. The Shekel kodesh part was merely the, the background. The man says, the explanation he just gave, that something is called Kodesh because it's used, among other things, for Kodesh. This explanation I just gave for the Shekel Kodesh is the real explanation why Hebrew, lashona Torah, the language of the Torah, is called lashona Kodesh. And our topic today is, in fact, L'Shona Kodesh, the sanctity of the Hebrew language. Why is Lashana Torah? Why is the language of Torah Hebrew? As opposed to the language of day to day discourse in Girona where the Raman lived, Spanish or English or French. Why is it called Lashana Kodesh? <laughs> the reason is because This language is the language in which the Torah and the Vuhot and all other holy things are written. Since Laban began this sentence with the the term V'chein, and so, means he's comparing it to the explanation for Shekel it sounds as though what he's saying is, listen, Hebrew is a very nice language. Among other things, it's used, it was used, to write the Torah, Nevi'im, and all other holy books so therefore it's called the Shon kodesh, just like the Shekel HaKodesh is used among other things to pay for Bechor and Erechin and therefore it's called Shekel HaKodesh now as again it sounds as though the man is saying that it's called a Shon kodesh because sometimes it has it's used it's utilized for holy purpose what's really holy here is Bechor is Erechin What's really holy here is the Torah. Just like the parchment is used to write the Torah, so the language is used to write the Torah. So it's called, and I see, I'm stressing the word, called Lashon HaKadosh. But now the man continues. He's, he's, on a, he's, he's on the roll here. It was used for the Torah. It was used for the Ve'im. Vihine, and behold... Hebrew is the language that God speaks to his prophets and to his people. <speaking> in <Hebrew> For instance, Anochi and Loyelacha. Why doesn't man mention those two? Because those are the two that God spoke directly to the Jewish people. We saw this when we uh, discussed Pashaki Tor but he's emphasizing God speaks not just to Nevi'im, but when he speaks to the Jewish people, in the one instance which we have recorded, where he spoke to the entire Jewish people, the first two Dibrot of the Torah, Anuchi, he spoke in Hebrew. nikra and also God's names are in Hebrew. What I'm about here clearly means is that they're really in Hebrew. Not just that in the Torah which is written in Hebrew, the names are written in Hebrew. But God's real names Avan thinks that God has real names. God's real names are in Hebrew, meaning they're, they're, they're Hebrew words. We, we can find roots, Hebrew roots, in all of God's names. So that the real names of God's God's true name was a Hebrew name. Kel, Elohim, Tzvakot, Veshakai, Vyutkei, Vashem Gadol All the names, including the Yutkei Vavkei, which may be difficult to understand, but it's clearly a Hebrew word, or, or, or based on a Hebrew word. Uvo also he created the world in Hebrew. Based on the Midrash, it says that the world was created in speaking by So God spoke Hebrew. He said oh in Hebrew. And then there was the world. The names of the angels are Hebrew Gavriel, Uvo by the time you finish this list, you forget the beginning, the word Rechain that began it. You have a distinct impression of Abana's saying that Hebrew is a holy language because, not because it's sometimes used for holy purposes, it's a holy language because it's God's true language. God's real name is in Hebrew. When God created the world before there was anyone to speak to, it's not, it's not a language on earth of a tribe in the Middle East called the Jews, like French is the language of, of the French. It's, it has it seems, I mean, this definitely is, is, the way we'd be impressed, metaphysically different. It's, it's the language of God and his angels. It's the language in which the world was created. It's the language that God chooses to speak to the Jews, and clearly not because the Jews understand Hebrew will no other language. It's the language of God. Far before it was the language of the Jews. Now the Ramban, before you get back to try to figure out what he means, the Ramban says the following, He quotes a Rambam. The Rambam is famous for his explanation of why Hebrew is called Lashon HaKodesh. And a little bit of background, the Rambam, the before he makes this comment about why Hebrew is called Lashon HaKodesh, explains that all languages, including Hebrew, are conventional. Languages are the means of communications of people. And they're artificially made up. And therefore Hebrew is the language of the Jewish tribe. <coughs> and it's not intrinsically different than French or German or, or, or Greek. But then the Rama then the, then the says, so why is it called a holy language? What's holy about Hebrew? And the Rama says, says, Don't think that we call Hebrew, the holy language, simply because of Gaiva, because it's our language, so we call it the holy language. No, 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 there's really something special about Hebrew. It's correct. Raman says Hebrew is called a holy language because of its extreme tsniut. There is no proper word in Hebrew for the organs of sexual reproduction, whether male or female. <inaudible> Similarly, there are no words in Hebrew, in true Hebrew, proper names, for uh, the the objects or for the action of, of, of defecation. But it's called by kinui, tso'ah. The word tso'ah means that, that which comes out of your body. To which the Ramban, I'm skipping two lines, which Ramban says, Ve'ein tso'rech leta'am <inaudible> hazeh. There's no purpose, there's no need for this reason that he gave about the fact that Hebrew doesn't have words for certain things which Rambam thinks sh- you shouldn't have words for. Ki <speaking> Adavar Barush Kodesh Kodeshim <in> Hu <Hebrew> Because it's clear that Hebrew is Kodesh Kodeshim, as I explained. Okay, so it seems that Raman is, is accusing the Rambam of giving some sort of extraneous reason. But I say it's wrong, it's really holy. Kodesh <speaking in Hebrew> Kodeshim and now I ask myself, well, what's really the machlok between the mamam and the Ramban? I think most people remember, especially based on the conclusion of the Ramban, that the Rambam says it's called holy for, it's not really holy. It's called holy because it's very clean, it's very sneistic. And that's a nice thing, so we call it holy, but there's no holiness involved. Whereas the, Rambam, the Ramban says, eh, no, it's really holy, it's a special language. As we explained, it's the language of God, the language of creation, the language of Torah. The language of God's names. the language God speaks to Himself. See that's that the language of God's names almost makes it sound like it's not even the language which is spoken. before, Even before God created the world, before God said anything to anybody, or even to the void, but God had names in Hebrew. Because according to the Ramban, again, i not going into the details, of course, according to the Ramban, the names of God are the... Proper true names of God, not just given to us to call Him, but they—they're they're, they're really His names, based on Kabbalistic reasons. So the Raman says it's really, really holy. It's a, there's a certain holiness inside it, and the Raman says no, it's just a name. It's just a like a nickname given to it to describe a particular trait, which really is unique and very impressive in the Raman's eyes, namely that it's it's very tzniustic. And yet, when I compare this Ramban to the origins, the place from which this Ramban springs, namely a different type of quote the Shekel HaKodesh, he says it's the same explanation, the, sh- the Lashon is Kodesh, the language is holy, the way the Shekel was holy. Wasn't the Shekel holy only in a very derived, borrowed sense? There surely is nothing holy about the Shekelim in the pocket of Moshe Rabbeinu and Avraham and Nun. So again I ask, is Ramban's comment somehow magnifying? Distinguishing the Shekel and the mashan? Or is it merely an explanation in a borrowed sense of where the word Kodesh comes from? And I think our conclusion is that it's not such a simple question. If at times, and and later on la in, in Jewish tradition at least, there arose a, a an opinion that lashon hakodesh, the holy language, should not be used for mundane things because it's truly holy, and just like you don't use holy objects for secular purposes. The prohibition called Mi'ilah. So a, a cow which has been dedicated to God may not be used for your own purposes anymore. Or money which has been given to God is Kodesh. You're not going to use it. So th- th- there is this opinion floating about that perhaps Lashona Kodesh, it's holy, so you shouldn't use it to talk about the stock market. You shouldn't use it to talk about your own mundane, personal, secular matters. But I think that's clearly not the Mamban's opinion because Mamban said that the Shekel is Kodesh. And the Shekel was obviously used for mundane matters. It was the Shekel. Maybe when you use the mundane matters, you didn't call it a Shekel a Kodesh, but it was the same Shekel. So I think the Mamban's point is the opposite. The Mamban's point is that if something is used for Kedushah, it has kdusha without that kdusha transforming it and putting it out of our reach. But on the contrary, because the objects of our day to day life are used for kodesh, so our day to day life is sanctified. In other words, sometimes you make something holy by separating it. So the Betha Mikdash. You give something to the Beit HaMikdash, it becomes holy when it's there. So, the, the Shekel, which I give to Beit HaMikdash, is now Shekel Shel Kedushah. That particular coin, when I gave it to the to the box, to the Pushka, to the Kupa, that the Beit HaMikdash had set up, or that Moshe Rabbeinu was using to collect money for the Mishkan, it now was Kadosh, and it couldn't be used for anything else. But by virtue of that, all the Shekalim in the world, or all... The shkalim that are like that kind of shekel that Moshe Rabbeinu has minted are called shekal Ktusha refers to its potential, and they're not holy in the sense of being separated. They're holy because they could be used for something, and potentiality is a form of ktusha, but not one which separates. On the contrary, one which ennobles my entire life. Then. I'm, I'm drawing a conclusion that sounds like Musa, but I think it's, it's implicit. My entire life is because if it can be used for kadosh, then it can be called kadosh. But not kadosh and separated, but kadosh and normal. So similarly, Hebrew, according to the Mamban, is not a language that you don't use. It is, in fact, the language of the Jews. But because it is used, for the t- writing of the Torah. And it is used to communicate between man and God. And because Hashem did address the Jews in Anochi Hashem and let me remind you of what the Ramban said, we discussed it a few weeks ago, that when God said Anochi Hashem to the Jews, that's what made the Jews holy. He said, therefore they are holy people, therefore they can build the holy Mishkan. In other words, the language sanctified the Jews by being the communication between God and man. And now he adds, God created the world in Hebrew. Doesn't that imply that the world is somehow sanctified by the fact that Hebrew has been used, a language has been used to communicate with it? So Hebrew was the, was the, was the, uh, (coughs) excuse me, Hebrew was the instrument of the sanctification, a much lesser degree of sanctification of the entire world. So it's true, the Ramban says to the Rambam, Kodesh kodashim He." It's not like you said, it's merely a metaphor. It indicates sneers It's a nice language, a useful language. It has a certain, certain admirable trait. No, no, no. It's real We should understand what the real here is. It's a, I want to call it a borrowed real It's a transmitted real It's the idea that the Goal sanctifies the means. The end sanctifies the means. And since the purpose of Hebrew, one of its purposes, not its only purpose, one of the purposes of Hebrew is for everything that's Kodesh, and here the Ramban really has a much longer list than he has for the Shekel. In the end, everything that's Kodesh in the world seems to come back to the fact that God spoke. In Hebrew. Since Hebrew, one of its goals is to be the vehicle of imparting Tushat to the world, therefore, Hebrew in general, without changing the fact that it is in general, without changing the fact that it is a secular language as well, but its secularity is Kodesh. Whereas the Rambam's point would be the exact opposite. And I think the Rambam doesn't, you know, he looks down on that point. It has one particular interesting aspect. But that doesn't transform the entire language. It's merely an interesting point. When, in, in fact, an inhibiting point, when you speak about certain matters, it's very difficult to do so in Hebrew because Hebrew doesn't have words for those for those matters. But that doesn't transform the use of Hebrew in general. What the Ramban is saying is that the entire, the distinction that my question was based on, the distinction between holy and secular, is somehow being undermined here. Of course there's a distinction. There is the Holy and the Secular. But the Holy invests the Secular, potentially speaking, with holiness. And therefore, our language, our day-to-day language, Ivrit is Lashon HaKodesh, because you can use it, and you do use it, and you will use it, for matters of holiness. And even when you don't use it for matters of holiness, when you use it for your mundane, everyday secular matters, it is a fulfillment. It carries within it the seeds of Kiddusha. That's it for today. I'm finishing a little bit early because it's time for me to go to Mincha. It's time to today here. I hope you'll hear this tomorrow on Purim when it's broadcast. And I have to run and therefore well, we're finishing early, we'll be back next week with another episode in the Rambanala Parsha Te uh, Vaikra, and until then have a in poem, happy poem, and a good week.